Welcome back to another episode of Dev Talks, where we talk about everything, and I mean everything, that has to do with engineering and technology with your host, Travian. Every week, I'm happy to always come back and come back stronger. Every single week, I'm trying my best doing this, and this week, we have a lot to go over. But before we get into that, uh, I'm really happy of how this podcast is growing ever so slowly. It doesn't matter the pace. I enjoy doing this so much. And it's really helping me get out of my comfort zone and stuff. So recently, the between the last this episode and the last two last episode, I um, presented about this podcast and why I started it and things that I want to do for the future of this podcast. And I'll get more into this later in another episode, probably next week or so. But it felt good. It felt good to really talk about how far this has come and the milestones that have been hit and I'm honestly blessed of how far everything's came. So thank you all for the continued support. Thank you for listening. Thank you for subscribing and liking and all of that stuff. I just ask you keep doing that and commenting. Uh, I appreciate it so much and have no clue, but back to what this episode is about. So much happened. SVB, the bank, I'm sure everybody heard about that crashing. We'll get into that. Twitter source code link, chat GPT-4, and more news on different AIs. So let's get into this, man. And we're back. Like I said, there is a lot to get over. So I'm going to just get into this. So one of the biggest tech lending uh, lenders, uh, one of the biggest banks, and they lent so much money to a bunch of companies and all of the tech industry and stuff like that. Uh, SVB lost billions of dollars, like billions with a B. Uh, that's scary and crazy. No, they weren't the only bank to lose all, a bunch of money. But for how much money they lend out to the tech industry people and companies and stuff like that, that is really scary, especially being a software engineer that works in the tech industry. You can be like, okay, I should be a little worried. P- some people weren't getting paychecks. Uh, business is going to have troubles with purchases on whatever they had scheduled to purchase and things. They're losing money in their accounts and things like that. Like if they had a bunch of money stashed in an account, their business accounts, they could have lost so much money in that. Like, it's hard getting your money out of that in time when stuff just goes to like shit, for example, that bad. Um, and it's really scary. Like if I, if I wasn't getting paid because my company used that bank, I would be like, yo, uh, what is going on? And it, can you can you can really imagine the scale of how many families were affected by this. And this was big news for the longest time. Like, this kept going on and going on and on and on and on and on when uh, people were talking about it. So I, I really, I really want to know like how many people like this really did overall affect. Like if any of you guys listening affected you in some type of way, whether it's your business or whether it's your personal like life and things like that because like you were one of the people who worked for a company who wasn't getting out paychecks because they didn't have it anymore or like just any other situations like that or if this 
collapse or loss affected you in any way, please let, let us know in the comments if you feel like sharing and stuff. I'm really, I'm really um curious about this overall scale and magnitude of who this affected. Like for four of the top banks, one four of one of the top banks to reach this kind of collapse at the same time, uh, a roundabout is very very huge and it, the scope of that is like unimaginable though it doesn't affect everybody and stuff i don't think um the company that i work at was affected by this i don't know all the logistics i didn't hear anything and stuff like that but it i can imagine it was a lot of people like billions of dollars lost from that from SVB and that's just one of the bank that is like really scary like billions is a lot a lot of freaking money that's just gone and went poof so yeah kind of sad kind of sad I hope everybody's doing good and uh everybody who was affected is doing good and making their recovery and things like that uh, I wish them all the best but yeah that's that's a very tragic story and stuff so I wonder how that's really going to affect some of those technical companies as well, too. Uh, how far set back they are as far as all their plans and things. How are they still operating? Uh, how are their employees operating if they weren't getting paid at the time and stuff like that? I'm just really curious about how that all, like everything that that bank failing affected, especially in the world of tech, like that, that is very huge, very huge thing that went down oh gosh but yeah so that's number one number two is just recently twitter had a leak and not a leak where it was used in the bathroom and stuff or elon you know bringing a toilet inside of the office instead of a sink you know no bunny pipes or nothing like that but it was a code leak so apparently somebody leaked out some source code for twitter and people who found it started sharing it out there as well. So now Twitter's source code was put throughout everywhere. They had to remove it from GitHub. And now they have another problem added to their list. And I bet it is a forest fire going on in that building for several reasons. Elon Musk bought the company. Three-fourths of the company was laid off. One-fourth of them were dealing with the daily, you know, due diligence and stuff like that, the work. They had to pick up projects, I'm sure, pick up a lot of work and things like that. But now because this one person leaked their source code, they are going through the most fiery of work ever, I bet. And that that is also another scary thing for people who actually work for that company and stuff. They, they've been going through so much changes, it's not even funny. Uh, how much they were going through, like the size of layoffs. The employees are giving stocks uh, based on a valuation of $20 billion for Twitter, which when I believe when Elon bought it and last year, the evaluation for the company was about $44 billion. So that's more, way more than half of the evaluation cut in half for Twitter. And the stocks that the employees are getting. 
and tragic again. Uh, all this tech stuff and things, people's lives are getting affected and things like that. And just hope everybody's doing good once again. We'll get to more picky up stuff once when we get to the next topics and get into AI and stuff. But yeah, these first two stuff, they're kind of heartbreakers, especially when you think about the people who have to work and deal with this stuff because of it. But Twitter is currently still looking for whoever leaked the information. Uh, they're scraping through a bunch of data stuff to find not only who leaked it, but everybody who's also shared it. I'm pretty sure there will be like a lot of lawsuits and stuff coming from this. And I wonder if anybody who got the leak code is going to use it in some type of way or how they're going to use it or what's going to come from this. Uh, not too many more details are really out just yet because this is something that's more recent uh, by the time I'm recording this. But that is another big skill, like news thing that is going on and stuff like that. So. So far, it's been a fun week or fun few weeks or fun month in tech, uh, if you couldn't tell already and stuff. So, yeah, let's pray for Twitter. Uh, okay, GPT-4. Yes, my favorite AI system. I have yet to pay for premium for it yet. <laughs> I don't know if I will. Um... I don't feel like I use it too much yet. I'm still trying to brainstorm different ways I can use, but there is going from GPT 3, 3.5 to 4, there is a lot of updating and stuff that's going on. There's so much new stuff and systems going on here. It's actually kind of crazy. So I'm going to go through the list. Uh, and this list is way longer than the list I gave on the past updates for them. So first off, companies and like the premium members have access to it already. Um, a lot of companies are using the source code and things and they're adding this to their their applications and stuff. I think even Duolingo is using it now too. And however, for their language learning stuff and things like that. But that's pretty cool. A lot of, I've been seeing a lot of companies and stuff integrating the source code of GPT-3, oh, for now, into their systems and their applications and things like that. I'm really curious about how you can take advantage of that. I've seen other people changing it to like write novels and things like, and go above, above and beyond and more stuff on that. But so that's pretty much of a grasp of who has access to it now. Uh, I need to get the date for when the actual public is going to get access to GPT-4, but there, there's a lot of great stuff. First off, it is a lot smarter now. Uh, they trained it more, and it's passing more harder tests compared to what the version 3 or uh, passed and went through. So it's definitely a smarter machine, but it is also way, way more powerful. Uh, it is still failing on leak code problems, though, for medium and hard. It's still kind of having some difficulty going through those leak code problems. Easy ones, they're pretty, it's pretty much getting through it. But I believe as time goes on, the leak code problems and how ChatGPT 
Oh, chat GPT four. It's I have to get used to this new update version and stuff. Uh, when all the numbers and things, I was talking about G- GPT three for so long on this podcast and other things. It's uh, it's getting a tongue twister now, but uh, I believe it will as it grows. We'll be able to conquer all of Leak Code eventually, and be able to figure out that and probably help people understand the problems and prompts and stuff like that. Uh, I believe it can be a good tool for learning that kind of stuff. Like, I'm not the best uh, person for those programming problems and lead code and stuff like that. But, like, I can see students who want to get better at that, taking the questions that it does get right and getting a further explanation through uh, the AI platform. So good stuff can come from it. I believe it's going to grow. It's going to get even smarter and stuff. But, yeah, so... Um, so GPT-3, and yes, I did mean to say three, um, another update. So three could only hold 3000 input words, um, but version four can now hold 25,000 input words. This means that you can now pretty much copy and paste a whole lot of information to train it on and give it so much more information to build off of and things like that. It's way bigger. The scale is huger. You can throw more at it at one time versus taking multiple steps to do it and stuff like that. And it's honestly is very helpful and exciting. Like I really can't wait to play with it. I can't wait for it to be out for general public and stuff and see what people do with it. I'm pretty sure a lot of people are just having fun with it versus doing business stuff, but I'm really going to crank down to see how I can use it in a kind of business sense kind of way. So I really find that uh, enjoyable and think that it can be something that's really uh, great, like being able to feed it more information at one time. It, it It helps with what it comes up with and how it can output the correct stuff and things like that. But yeah. So there's that. Next, it's you can give it functions and it will document code for you. So, yes, if you heard me right, if you're an engineer and you hate making documentation, first off, I just want to say I love documentation. It is like one of the best things, especially clear, written, visual, understandable documentation. I love creating it because it helps so much. Um, It's easy to find certain stuff that you need. It's easy to learn off of. It's easy to build off of. So now you're saying that all the people who just write code and don't want to document anything, they could just throw it into this and it would document it for them. Plus, it's a plus. Chef's kiss, chef's kiss. It helps us engineers so much more, especially with time and stuff like that. Like, yeah, now you don't have to document this and spend all the time hour or so making sure it's all good and it looks good and it works and it's easily read and readable and things like that if it documents great then it's great another thing you can feed it documentation and it will give you back clear understanding and stuff so now you can if you say you just found some like new python update document tool or something and there's a documentation on how to do something you just copy the whole documentation in there and it'll break it up into how to learn it whatever it is you try and learn c plus plus 
something like that. You just throw the documentation in it, all of it, since it can take 25,000 input words, mind you. You can dang near throw the whole page of it in there now. Like, you have no worries. You're probably throwing over 200 lines of code easy. Like, it's great. It's great. And um, what people are going to start doing, the people who do still create documentation on their own, I feel it. they will start changing the way on how they create documentation so that the chatbots and AI can read it better and give out more, like, trusted responses and stuff and be able to answer the documentation or talk about it more clear. I believe that's what's going to happen because it's still kind of iffy on certain parts uh, that it reads when you input all the documentation and stuff into it because it's not fully written for AI. Like the documentation wasn't written for AI. So now if documentation is written for AI and AI is also outputting documentation, it will get way better with how that all scales and stuff like that. Uh, The next thing is it can analyze. Well, of course it can make documentation. It can analyze code a lot better. So, and talk about what the certain stuff does and things like that and go into further detail. But now it is basically your Google translator for code. Yes, it translates language to language. And I really want to test the whole scape, scopes of this. Say you're an uh, engineer, you love coding in Python. You do Python all the time, but now you need this in C, C++, something like that. Throw it in ChatGPT4, translates it into C++. Yes. You don't understand C++? ChatGPT4 does. It'll translate your code for you. Probably still be some hiccups and stuff as it learns and stuff and gets better. This is the case with everything as it grows. These are pretty much the growing pains and things like that. But, hey, I think it it is very nice. That's a very, very nice tool. Uh, I wonder if it, it could lead to certain people only learning one coding language or something like that and just translating it in for that and becoming lazy without really truly understanding the code and stuff so i still believe everybody should like look into the other languages that they're translating it to to make sure that there's no errors it's still correct there might be little small hiccups and things like that but having a uh, i keep calling it a google translator for code uh that's pretty much what it feels like now that's like awesome it's great uh actually that's one of my the most things i was actually excited for using it to like really test its capabilities and stuff in that kind of event. Uh, as you can tell, I'm, I'm going to be having fun with this. Uh, I want to really see where we can take this as far as an engineer and stuff like that. So uh, I really believe in it. I, re- I believe in it at OpenAI. They are doing wonders right now. They're beating everybody in this AI game right now. The next thing, it's going to be on GitHub Copilot. I believe since Microsoft like has so much invested into them they are throwing them in the github copilot and things like that and i wonder how the copilot's going to change and what kind of updates and things that's going to actually make uh, i haven't used that's another thing that i kind of want to test and i'll get back on here about and 
talk about all the different types of things that have changed from Copilot. How does it feel? Uh, the, basically all the stuff from testing and stuff. And I'll write down notes and things. I'll probably go through that as well too. There's just so much going on for this, as you can say. And I'm only half done about the updates. So as you say, really excited. So much, so much, so much. Um. The next thing is it's going to be able to accept images. I believe I was talking about it not being able to accept images in one of the earlier episodes, and now it is. Uh, it's crazy how fast these updates and stuff are coming. I'm actually surprised. I think it's really cool and dope, but this is the world we're living in now. So I even heard that um you can make little sketches and stuff like that off of what do you call it you make the uh sketches on on like whatever figma mirror uh on paper or something like that and you can turn those sketches and ask it to turn it into a website and it will do it dope right yeah uh so yeah if you're a pretty good decent drawler it can give you a rough sketch of a website that you want to make so you're welcome thank you uh gpt4 let's go give it a gold medal at this point it really deserves it, it <laughs> this ai is wonderful but another thing from this is it's taking away a lot of work that people used to do so i really wonder how much this is going to change and affect everything. Like, I'm actually very curious about how it's going to scale, how people are going to be affected by this, how if people are going to get lazier because these AI are doing most of the job for them, especially as, as they get better. Um, what are the engineers are basically just going to be maintainers uh, at that point. And I, I believe people still develop stuff and things, and you you have to prompt the AI still, but this is crazy, oh, so crazy and wild. Oh, I keep saying I'm a lot, but it's just there's just a lot to think about, and there's a lot coming out, and there's just so much to talk about, and I'm trying to get this all in within a reasonable amount of time, because uh, because of how much there is to actually talk about the. Uh, Two drawbacks, though, it re returning results is a lot slower. So you will have to wait a lot longer when you're using this. It's going through so much more data and stuff. It's so slow right now. They'll probably optimize it soon and things. So I wouldn't worry too much about that. But if you want these results that it's giving out and it's outputting for everybody, then you have just have to deal with a little bit of slower response time, especially as it's collecting its quote unquote thoughts. Kind of weird to say that an AI has thoughts, but hey, <laughs> you never know. Uh, you never know what's in the head of it. And GPT for you never know what's what it's thinking about. Hopefully, just what you're giving it. And another thing is, it's very expensive. So, like all the tokens and stuff that it uses, and the data things, uh, you can see how expensively it it is growing. Like. I know from working in tech business and stuff, like working with data is very, very expensive. And this AI stuff, storing the data and training data and doing these prompts and stuff like that, they're working with so much data. You can 
can't believe how expensive it is, but these companies have money, so hopefully it all goes well. Uh, it's not my money. Oh, well, I don't have premium, so it is some people's money. If, pre if you're really liking premium getting these updates early, please let me know in the comments how you like it. Like, and if you think it's worth it and things, obviously I think if you use, if you have a company and you're building something off of it, then go for it. Like, then it's your money too. But so that kind of affects you on how expensive it is, but we'll see how stuff changes as it gets optimized more. Uh, last thing is you can pass it system messages and stuff like that. If you have the client, if you have the source code or whatever, the API code or and things to get to the source code of GPT-4, you can edit it and ch kind of tweak it and mend it to your needs. And like for, this is mainly for like businesses and companies or other people who are creating new tools with it. You can twist it and like tweak it so that it can fit your needs. You can like fix it like, response personalities and stuff like that you can tweak it to uh output with more information so it outputs a certain way and things like that you can do all those kind of stuff which seems fun to play around with that's why another reason why i want to think more about what it provides and stuff like that and what we can get out of it so yes and that is it about gpt4 oh gosh Felt like I was rambling about that forever, but there's more news on AI, believe it or not. So quickly going through the last few uh, notes of some things that have going on. Adobe and Bing are now, for their AIs, are now, or have now implemented or revealed their image uh, AI stuff. So that's interesting as well. Came out, seems to be coming out the same time as GPT-4 for this image stuff. Uh, other image stuff was out beforehand and things, so probably wasn't a, too much of a big update, but it's still something. It's not nothing, so that's going on. And Microsoft Copilot is here. So come back to having Microsoft help you write your emails and things. You no longer need uh, Grammarly. <laughs> uh, Grammarly is an amazing tool uh, that came out so long ago. Not so long ago, a few and stuff ago. I've been using it and stuff, but Microsoft Copilot now has it for its own sake and purposes. So another plus one for them. And we'll see how well that works and how much it's gonna help everybody's production and how much it'll help its users. So we'll see. And last but not least, Google Bard. Google finally released their version of their chatbot AI. And it's not as good as GPT-4, I'm telling you right now. The only thing it does is give out faster responses and stuff. So, <laughs> all right, but uh, for, for all jokes aside, but yeah, that is true. Uh, GPT-4, based on scaling the two, the uh, Google Bard, it does have the edge, overall edge over doing multi most tasks correctly and things like that. Uh, just because, like, it's been the king of AI, in my opinion. And I believe that's very great and it's wonderful and all the fun stuff and things like that. So, but needless to say, there is certain things about that. One, Google holds the most amount of data out of almost every other company in the world and stuff like that. The amount of data that they actually have and own 
to train their own AI off of is actually crazy and enormous. So now they're coming to the party. Their AI still works. It's not as great as level GPT-4, but it is quicker. It's not as slow as GPT-4, but it can be trained on so much more. It has more history and things like that that it can be trained on. And you know what this is going to do? This equals out Google because say now less people are doing searches, Google searches and stuff. And Google makes all their money from people doing Google searches and things like that, whatever through whatever advertisements and things like all that kind of stuff. Uh, ChatGPT and OpenAI kind of took some of Google's business from that with their own ch- chatbot. This is one of those things that Google does, like when they brought in the Google Sheets and Docs and stuff like that, because Microsoft had their versions and they had to come in the game. This is their way of coming into the game coming into the game and pretty much throwing out their AI so people can still use their stuff and use their products and it's right there, easy to use, things like that just seems great. But it has a lot of potential, so much potential just because of the amount of data that Google holds. So, but that's it. That's a wrap for everything, all the news that has came out. That is it. That is it. There's nothing else uh, for this episode. So if you stuck through this whole thing, I just want to say thank you again. This was a little long, but we went through a lot of news pretty quickly. So uh, let me know what your favorite new part of the news comes out of. Chat with me, talk with me. Let me know what you liked, what you didn't like, what you're upset about as far as the news that's going on in the tech world and things like that. And I know we talk about AI a lot, but that seems to be the main topic for everything. There's so much changes going on. So I would expect these next few years for you to just hear so much stuff about AI getting shoved in your face. But thank you for hanging out with me today at Dev Talks. Peace.